0: And welcome to Radio Drama Revival, the show dedicated to stories told the medium of sound, showcases the diversity and vitality of modern audio theater. Here, news, reviews, discussion, and of course, stories. I'm your host, Fred. And that great theme music is by Roger Gregg of Crazy Dog Audio Theater. And I hope you survived through our live and body show last week. I promise this week uh, we will be a little bit more on the tame side, though we are staying with live audio theater. We have a piece by Hangman Radio. Uh, They are actually part of a tour group up in Milwaukee, offering what they claim are Milwaukee's quirkiest historic tours, everything from ghosts, cannibals, hookers, and more. Um, And, of course, live radio drama. Uh, So they, what we'll call today is uh, something uh, of a bit of a live noir with a comedic twist. It is uh, set in the Prohibition era, um, and we have uh did some investigation at a speakeasy and uh some fun little uh, double entendres and uh you know uh, very 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 mild on the on the racy o i'd say this is barely even gets above a pg mark but you know fun and a little bit saucy and uh tough guy uh, noir stuff so um i think you'll enjoy it a little more family friendly than uh, what we had last week so i uh, hope you did not <laughs> turn your back on us after with the stiff investigations uh so before we get into our show just a quick announcement um first if you are not on the zbs foundation's uh, mailing list they have an incredible cd sale going on right now at zbs.org tom lopez zbs foundation has been on the show many many times before we featured both uh parts of ruby and some of the jack flanders series uh large volumes of their cds on sale, uh, many to not be printed again, um, and they're just trying to liquidate uh, sort of a vast archive, you know, going back 30 plus years of audio production, so if you've not heard um, ZBS, or not heard enough ZBS, uh, this is the time to get it, and they even had uh, rare LPs there, so uh, don't miss this opportunity to stock up on Jack Flanders and Ruby CDs as well as some of the other productions there Um, Also got word that Tom of ZBS will be going to the Here Now Festival in kansas city missouri this june um that's going to be the weekend june 11th to the 14th uh he will be uh talking about his career in audio drama you've heard a little bit of it here on the show uh everything from uh, trekking up and down the amazon to sumatra to india to having guns pointed in his face in india because uh you know shotgun microphones look a little bit spooky. uh all sorts of uh wonderful things um he will be presenting Um, talking about his retrospective on his work. Pretty unique opportunity. That'll be June in Kansas City, Missouri. Good reason for you to go out and uh, check it out. And last on the announcement side, we actually have another guest segment. This is by Matthew McLean with Audio Drama Production Podcast. This is uh, a little bit more on the tech talk shop side of it, but I really enjoy what Matthew has been doing. Uh, So he actually talked to Rick Veers, Uh, Rick Veers runs the Detroit Chop Shop and is the author of the Sound Effects Bible and Location Recording Bible, two uh, books that those of us who are serious about producing audio drama uh, tend to use as, well, Bibles uh, for our respective arts. Uh, So it was fun that Matthew had him on the show. Here's a little clip of that.
2: On episode 15 of the Audio Drama Production Podcast... I'm Rick Veers, and I'm the author of the Sound Effects Bible and the Location Sound Bible, and I also own the Detroit Chop Shop and Blast Wave Effects. I didn't really set out to become a sound effects producer. I actually was doing location sound uh, when I first got started in my career, and um, I was just looking for stuff to do uh, on my off time, uh, just kind of like, you know, improve uh, my miking techniques and recording techniques and just kind of get more familiar with the gear. And um, sound effects were just kind of an easy thing to do because you didn't really need to have anybody there to record. Um, Whereas when you're practicing with location sound, you kind of actually need somebody to be talking. And so I was just looking for things to record um, that I could do on my own just to get a little bit better uh, familiar with the equipment. And also I wanted to experiment with some software that I had and sound effects seemed like a, a perfect fit. And so that kind of got the ball rolling. I branched out and started getting more into the professional libraries. And that's really when I got disappointed because I figured with the consumer grade stuff, I was going to get, you know, some level of noise and it wasn't going to be the absolute best recording techniques and things like that. But it was when I got in the professional libraries that I was really disappointed. I was like, oh, come on. You got to be kidding me, guys. I mean, there was one sound effect in particular. I'll never forget the sound. um, Came out of professional libraries, stuff that people are using in Hollywood. And it was a gunshot. And I'm like, okay, I was excited because, you know, I'm just getting started. So I'm like, oh, I want to hear what a gunshot sounds like to somebody who's in Hollywood and actually makes this stuff. And you could hear the gunshot. And it was it was a cool gunshot. But as you hear the bullet trailing off in the distance, uh, all of a sudden you hear the guy reload the weapon. You hear him walking around. You hear him talking to his buddy. And all of these sounds ended up in the actual sound effect. And I'll never forget, I was shaking my head going, you got to be kidding me, guys. I mean, I would have, I'm not a sound effects producer at the time. I was like, I I knew enough to know that I shouldn't have background noise or people talking or moving around during the middle of the sound effect. And that was kind of like the last straw for me. I think I'd been doing it for almost a year at that point. And when I heard that, I said, all right, that's it. I'm just going to start recording my own sound effects. That way I can get, you know, clean sound effects. And uh, yeah, just kind of, opened a whole door, uh, a door to a whole new world for me. So I wasn't, I didn't mentor, or excuse me, I didn't have a mentor. I didn't really intern with anybody or sit underneath anybody as an apprentice. So I was kind of like left up to my own devices. I had to figure all this stuff out on my own. And so I was kind of, I was blazing my own trail here in Detroit. There was nobody to tell me what I was doing. And it was just kind of trial and error. And, but I think that was a good thing. It was probably the best thing for my career because I didn't have help. So I had to like think out of the box all by myself, had to kind of figure everything out. And, um, it was a lot of fun and, you know, certainly a lot of trial and error, but for me, the, uh. The, the technique that I used to kind of improve my skill was simple. I would just go out and record anything and everything, and I would be super conscious when I was recording of everything I heard in the background, and I would I would experiment. I would be like, you know, I can hear kind of distant traffic. I wonder if this is going to translate in the recording. And then I would go back, bring the stuff into my, you know, DAW, and then listen to it and then kind of understand better which way I should have pointed the mic. And a lot of times I would point the mic in various different uh uh, angles you know to the to the sound source, so I would and I would slate the take, okay, this is me pointing straight on. okay, this is me coming from underneath. this is me coming from the side. and then I would listen and kind of get a better understanding of how the sound effect would sound when I was pointing the mic in a different spot. And things like that really kind of helped me get a better understanding for the uh, the recording process in general, at least you know for uh, miking techniques. Listen to the rest of this interview and more at audiodramaproduction.com
1: slash Rick Veers.
0: All right, Audio Drama Production Podcast. Thank you, Matt, Uh what you're doing there. Uh, Matt, if you might be able to tell, Hill's from Scotland um, and is uh, doing some great interviews over there. And uh, what we used to do a little bit more here on Radio Drama Revival, but uh, luckily he's very nice and lets us replay those interviews and, uh, you know, keeps it easy. It's harder. Um, As time goes on for me to hook up with everybody and and talk to all the different people, but it's glad that i have got people like uh, Matthew interviewing the greats out there. So uh, without further ado, Bodies in the Basement by Hangman Tours. Enjoy!
3: Welcome to Hangman Radio, where we are recreating the magic of Radio Noir. Tonight's broadcast is recorded live at the historic Shaker Cigar Bar in downtown Milwaukee. Shaker's the only cigar bar in Milwaukee features worldly foods, classic handshaken cocktails, vintage whiskeys, boutique wines, and of course, carefully selected handmade cigars, all served by a very talented staff. We are located a mere 90 miles north of Chicago, Imagine, if you will, a time where dirty speakeasies were glamorous, when any preference or proclivity you'd prefer can be found in the very walls of a place just like this. Danger, romance, lust, greed, and the stench of political graft awaits. Tonight's sponsors are Sprecker Brewery, Pendleton Canadian Whiskey, the award-winning Sprecher sodas and beers are craft brewed in beer town since 85, Ask for it by name, Sprecher. We now present Bodies in the Basement, A Bouncer's Tale.
4: You better watch where you're walking. Yes, you best beware. The things around they want you in the ground, just like a dead man should. But I will offer direction. Yes, the fence I have seen is out there waiting. It's your salvation. I'm not losing my mind Don't mean to make you scared But you best beware Of the things down there Of those things down there
1: whole operation is illegal. Illegal gin swelling. Half the city is breaking curfew every night with hospitality workers to suit anyone's taste. <laughs> I've even got a girl right above the doorway our guard, swaying and shaking for anyone that looks up. Not exactly subtle. Even the mayor knows we're here. Of course, there are measures in place to make sure that anyone who wants to be here is here, and anyone who doesn't want us here will look the other way. This prohibition thing has got everyone acting like a bunch of wild animals. But I get paid real good coin to babysit every night. Nuts. These guys again. (laughs) It's not funny, you jerk.
5: Sorry, boss.
1: Uh, Bucket thinks everything is funny. He's been in so many fights, I think his brain's been knocked out of whack. Now he's just a grinning idiot, but he's tough as hell. His face looks like it's been smashed in by a bucket, but he does still have that twinkle in his eye. So maybe he's not so far gone after all.
5: Hey! Hey, these guys, they're some kind of mucks with the city, right?
1: Yeah, the one with his hair slicked back looks like someone pulled his face too tight and sewed it up behind his ears. He's a politician type, a councilman, I think.
5: Yeah, 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 but what about the, the doughy, black haired guy with him? <laughs> He kind of strikes me as always kind of confused.
1: Yeah, he's some kind of organizer, activist, something. I don't know. Maybe a minister, too. Hey. He's always with the councilman, you know? I wonder.
6: Hey, these three guys, like, three-letter guys or what?
1: Would you close your bucket, head? I'm letting him in. Yeah. Can I uh, help you, gentlemen?
6: Yeah. We're, in, yeah. We're here to inspect the soda bottles, yeah.
1: All right. Come on in. Hey, Bucket. You got the door. I'm keeping my eye on these two.
3: Yeah, yeah. Sure, boss, sure.
1: I know these guys start trouble every time they're in, and I got to get an extra guy on the floor to keep his eyeballs on them. But the big guy told me to keep letting them in until we can find a way to deal with them. So, (laughs) I look around, and my help on the inside is nowhere to be seen, except for two guys, and they're both obviously done for the night. My guy, Gene, is bent on Jen, and Sammy over there has got his hand so far up some broad skirt, he looks like an amputee.
7: <laughs>
1: it is impossible to find good help these days. Hey, Nino, make me a mint julep, will you? But hold the sugar, the mint, and the rocks. So, pour you a whiskey? Yeah, just two fingers. I got the door all night. Say, what's the word on that guy at the end of the bar? Looked like he was getting kind of cozy while you were pouring this gin. Uh, That little guy with the shiny face, Uh, they call him James, James the Pollock.
3: Owns a couple of businesses in town, I think he might be a councilman.
1: Yeah, I know who he is. What was he jawing off to you about? Uh, He was joking around mostly. Sounded like he was looking for some female companionship tonight.
3: Had his eye on that hot little number over there.
1: Well, Better pour me another julep, Nino. It's going to be a long night.
3: Whoa, all this talk of mint juleps is making me thirsty too. I have a long night of announcing ahead of me and you guys have a long night of listening. Nino, pour us all a mint julep, but don't use that formaldehyde lace bath-type swill you got back there. This is a classy speak. You got to have some fine Pendleton Canadian whiskey back there. Ha-ha. <laughs> Pendleton. Let's raise our glasses to the sweet, smooth Pendleton.
7: <laughs>
1: Isn't Pendleton great? Thank you, Nino. Nino's a pretty boy who doesn't always know how to keep his mouth shut. People like him enough, and he makes a good martini, but, like I say, good help. At least a weasley politician ain't picking for information this time. Information is power. And this guy wants all the power he can get his grubby little mitts on. As councilman, he doesn't amount to a hill of beans. The mayor probably doesn't even know he exists. But if the Polack squeals like a pig, the mayor has to listen. Plus, the mayor's not going to want to share his cut with this idiot. If they start dicing bribes, we'll all go up in flames. I find the wide-eyed minister guy. Goes by Victor Vic. He's nursing a gin drink and having a loud conversation with one of our regulars at the bar. Band is about to take a break. It's almost like he's begging me to listen in. Don't mind if I do, Vic.
6: Prohibition is bad for the brewers and the common folk alike. Yeah, I mean, how's anyone supposed to tolerate their jobs without a little nip once in a while? Can I get an amen?
1: This same Vic probably preaches on Sundays to his congregation about the evils of alcohol and how the world is better without it. Man, I hate guys like that. I look at my watch and head back to the door to check up on Bucket. This is usually when the crowd starts to show up. He's still got that permanent grin on his face. Not a friendly grin, though. It's the kind that makes you want to toe the line. Bucket's got the door open a crack, and I can tell there's a mob out in the alley already. Uh, All
5: right! Listen, you get in line behind the building. The next time I see a mob form like this, uh, the bottle inspection is over for the night. You get me? Get out of here!
1: He's the right guy for the door. I usually don't drink on the job, but I'm about ready to knock another one back by the time the horn players join the rest of the band, and the tasty little morsel in the red satin number starts to sing her heart out.
7: making whoopee a lot of shoes a lot of rice the groom is nervous he answers twice it's really killing that he's somewhere So Now, judge, suppose I fail Hey, hey, get off
5: me, buddy! Get your hands off me! What do you think of... Ah! Hey, hey, come here! Come here, you bum! Okay!
1: <laughs> Too far away to do anything, but I don't need to. Before I can set my drink down, Bucket has the grubby-looking booze hound off the screaming little slip of satin and on the ground, Bleeding.
8: Well, there it is. Nino, get the bar around on me. Say, Nino, what else you got back there besides whiskey? I got some Sprecher beer straight from the brewery. Ah, Sprecher beer. In this day and age, I'd love to have a beer. We'd all love to have a Sprecher beer, wouldn't we?
4: Absolutely.
8: Yes, Sprecher beer has been brewing since 85, and the microbrewery only brews 15,000 barrels yearly. So they can concentrate on their specialty craft beers. I think that's a Bavarian black beer over there. Is that right, Nino? That's right. And I think I see a Sprecker Pale Ale. Absolutely. At the Sprecker Brewing Company, they are proud to participate in Milwaukee's great brewing tradition and offer us only the very best in craft beers. So everybody, let's make a toast to Sprecher Brewing Company yeah!
7: Sprecher! Yeah! Sprecher!
6: for
8: providing a much-needed beer when we're dying of thirst. To Sprecker! Sprecher! 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 Yeah! Hey, thank you, Nino. You got it, pally.
1: The Polak is playing Big Shot at the other end of the bar, and the crowd's recovered from the shock of watching Bucket drag out the unfortunate sot that got a little too friendly with the singer. So I decide to take a walk again. The minister is poking around the front way that leads to the bottling operation. The real one. He almost jumps out of his skin when I tap him on the shoulder. Uh, Hey, you uh, looking for something?
6: I, uh, someone's supposed to meet me here.
1: Uh, Not this way they're not.
6: Is there a a basement?
1: Sure. Sure. Why don't I show you down there? I walk into the door that takes us downstairs and jog all the way down and around the corner. I've done it a thousand times, so I know to duck under the low ceiling at the bottom. Vic, however, does not. Oh. Nobody's waiting for us in the front part of the basement, so I can only assume we're headed to the back. Oh, I hate that. I can toss guys around like rag dolls, talk tough on the whole nine, but this basement gives me the willies. About midway to the back, my hackles start raising. Two guys are lurking in the shadows of the basement. The big guys torpedoes. Nasty fellas. They come up from Chicago once in a while when the trash that needs to be taken out has a little clout around town. This is not going to end well.
3: Ladies and gentlemen, we interrupt our story to remind you that The Bodies in the Basement, A Bouncer's Tale, is brought to you by Shaker Cigar Bar and Hangman Tours. Discover your own adventure at hangmantours.com. Hangman Tours is America's quirkiest tour company with historically accurate guided walking tours of the hidden stories and paranormal pasts of your town. And now we take you back to our story, The Bodies in the Basement of Bouncer's Tale, where Victor is about to find out what awaits him in the basement.
5: You, uh, are Victor.
6: Yeah, I'm Victor.
5: We understand that you've been a model customer of this establishment. You're also, uh... Wait, wait, wait. What is it you do again? Please, refresh me.
6: I'm a community activist in this and the surrounding areas. I'm also a pastor, so, you know, my constituents and flock would not be fond of the things that are going on in this building, but it's not my place to decide what people can and can't do in their own free time.
5: Oh, is that right? Yeah,
6: yeah, that's right. And I I keep my mouth shut. I walk amongst the people in this city that would give anything for a place like this to be wiped off the face of the earth, you know what I mean? But I keep my mouth shut. Oh,
5: so I guess that means that we, owe you, a debt of gratitude for your part in keeping this business alive. I am sure that you feel that you are owed.
6: Well, I, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm owed. The mayor isn't the only person that could shut this joint down, and he gets his fair share. I know more people in this very area than the mayor. I see my constituents every day, and I, I keep my mouth shut. I just want... My piece of the
5: pie. Ah, yes, there he is. James, yes? Of course you're James. Come join us. Uh, Your girlfriend over here was just telling us how closely he works with his constituents. Now, I did not know that community activists had those. However, councilmen do. Tell me, uh, you two
8: work hand in hand? Well, of course Um, He does my dirty work
5: (laughs) (laughs) I hate dirty work But I understand it Victor, there's only enough share for one You and your boyfriend here Are going to have to split it up Better yet Let's flip a coin Whoever gets it, gets it I tell you what you can divvy it up later.
1: Well, the goon that's been courting Vic and the Pollock pulls a dingy two-bit piece out of his pocket. I got my eye on the button man that hasn't left the shadows. He hasn't moved a muscle since we all got here, and he's built like a baby grand. First guy turns the coin over in his hands a few times before he props it up on his thumb. All right, dirty work. Call it in the air.
6: Hands! Ugh. Huh, heads,
5: little bastard was right. Well, James, looks like it's all yours anyway. Like they say, you can't take it with you. So, let's go upstairs and get you a drink and then we'll finish this deal, all right? Oh, give the man his dough. Um, Spend it all in one place, if you know what I mean.
1: With that, the hatchet man escorts the Polak back upstairs, with me right on their heels. But the silent goon in the shadow stays put. When we get to the top of the stairs, a sheet-white James the Polak stumbles to the bar and hands Nino the wad a scratch. The Jews joint is swaying so loud now, and everybody's so lousy with hooch. I don't think a one of them notices the brains on the Polak's shirt.
8: Nino, make me a... Make me a mint
1: julep. Hey, Nino, I'll take one, too. On him.
3: Ladies and gentlemen, we hope you enjoyed the show, Bodies in the Basement, A Bouncer's Tale. Tonight's production was staged by Sarah Locke as the costed singer, by Andrew Spadafora as Nino the bartender, Mac Mankillier as Vic and James the Pollock, Jim Lazarski as the Bucket and Hitman. And as the bouncer himself, Randall T. Anderson. We are recorded by Joe Hartke from Mad Manor Multimedia in Madison. Our Foley technician is from Radio WHT. He's Chris Knapp want to have a hearty thank you to Shrekker Brewery, Pendleton Canadian Whiskey, and of course, Shaker Cigar Bar for their support. We'd like you to stay tuned for our next installment of Hangman Radio as we explore one of the most gruesome hotel fires in America in the new Hall House Fire, Flames from Hell. We have a big thank you as well to, and how can we forget them, Shaker's House Band, Sir Pinkerton, and the Magnificents.
0: All right, and that was Bodies in the Basement by Hangman Radio, a product of Hangman Tours, hangmantours.com. And check on the radio link, they got a few more episodes there. Um, And we will be reporting to you from uh, South by Southwest next week. Going to be pretty incredible flying out to see matthew boudreau of oral stage studios and we will be there as well um cb wyland and sonia james of Sound Stages radio will be there as well uh so i'm not exactly sure what day the podcast will get up but there should be some live south by southwest material In there, um, we're talking to filmmakers about the appeal of making audio drama. So um, that's the story. Uh, More audio drama here at radiodramarevival.com. Hundreds of hours of programming. Search for our app on iTunes uh, or the Google Play market, Radio Drama Revival, also on the Amazon Kindle store. You can follow us on Twitter at Radio Drama or Facebook, facebook.com slash Radio Drama Revival. Of course, our standby. This podcast is found on iTunes, Stitcher, or SoundCloud. Just, again, look for Radio Drama Revival. Uh, tell your friends, leave a review, or donate at radiodramarevival.com. All right, that's a wrap for this week. Radio Drama Revival is produced by yours truly, Fred Greenhalgh. Submissions editors are Matthew and Boudreau of Oral Stage Studios, copyright of individual shows. Remains their original producers, but do please share the show as far and widely as you like. Radio Drama Revival is a production of Radio Drama Revival LLC, and this podcast at Radiodramarevival.com is a labor of love. Till next time, keep your mind and your ears open. Thanks for tuning in and have a great week.
8: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company, affiliates, and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations.
7: Welcome to Sherwin Williams. Hi
8: there. I heard paints are
7: 40% off. Yep, and stains too. R- right here. Mm hmm. Only at your neighborhood Sherwin Williams store. Right now. Well, June 7th through 10th. Right on. Right? Ask Sherwin-Williams June 7th through 10th and save 40% on paints and stains with sale prices starting at $2,309. Only at your local Sherwin-Williams store. Retail sales only. Sub exclusions apply. See store for details.